Welcome to Community Hope Podcast. We pray that the Word of Christ would dwell in you richly as you listen and that you would be encouraged in Christ. It's what I'm just getting ready for Christmas, and what a, a cool year to have Christmas fall on a weekend and just a week away. Kids are probably off school, kind of exciting. You know, I don't know if you guys, you, do we have any people that loved Friends when it was on? What did, what did you like about it? You know, did you ever ask yourself, why do I like this? And I think it really had to do with this kind of uh, relational context where you could just like walk into somebody's apartment and be like, hey, good to see you, right? And there was another show that had that similar kind of feel. Do you remember Cheers, right? You remember the song that went along with Cheers where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. You want to be where you can see the troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. Like, I, that's the way it is, right? I was at the doctor's office with Gretchen and... Um, I'm, I'm in, watching interactions between like dads and daughters, you know, older dads and daughters, and, and the, the interaction was not like, was not a cheers moment, right? <laughs> I lean over to Gretchen, I go, I hope he was mean to her in her youth. I so bad, you know what I mean? Like, and that's so bad because she was speaking so harshly to her dad. And, and, and in our families and our homes, we all, we all want to be fully known and fully loved and fully accepted. Don't you think we have that desire? And, and, and look what the scriptures say. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ welcomed you. This is all part, like the gospel is always our motive, isn't it? Give as you've been given, love as you've been loved, and welcome, sometimes the, the Greek word is translated accept one another as Christ accepted you. And so I thought of this passage because you've got this interaction with Elizabeth and Mary where, where Elizabeth is this soft landing for this young woman who's got a lot of questions. So Elizabeth, it says, after this time, his wife Elizabeth conceived and she went into seclusion for five months. So, so she's pregnant and she's hiding. But then look what the next line says. So has the Lord done for me at this time when he has seen fit to take away my disgrace before others? So I don't know about you, but if I was disgraced and it got removed, I would not go into hiding. Right? Would you? You'd be like, hey! I, you know, it would be like this weight lifted. So what's going on here? You know, I think God did remove her disgrace, but can you imagine the questions She's like, she's like an old woman. Like, look at this. 74-year-old Indian woman becomes the oldest mom in the world after giving birth to twins. I know. You're like, well, when he's 20, uh, you're dead. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like right? Um, so I hope, hope one of those younger people there are going to raise that, those children. Um, so... So this is probably what it's like, but I always envisioned Elizabeth older than this. So here she is, she's old, she's giving birth, lots of questions as she's starting to show, you know, and, and I think she's just like, I'm going into seclusion for the time of, till people go, oh, you're pregnant. She's like, yeah, it's a miracle, baby, you know. I, this, I mean, it's this kind of beautiful thing, this awkwardness, this shyness, this embarrassment, and this joy all mixed together. You've got to wonder what Mary was feeling. 
right? Because the Bible says during those days, Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to the town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and was greeted by Elizabeth. I have a feeling that Mary had a lot of the same feelings, right? I mean, here she is. What if you had a friend, 16-year-old girl, she's pregnant, and you're like, oh. And she goes, well, God did this to me, right? What are you going to say? Right, right? Mary faced the same circumstance, right? right? One, one of these miraculous births. And, and so I, I think Mary's like, I don't know. God, you know, hovered over me, you know, this, this new creation in her womb. And she's like, all I know, the angel told me about Elizabeth. I'm going to Elizabeth. I carry a miracle baby. She carries a miracle baby. And she's like looking for someone who, who she can be comfortable with. Right? A soft landing person, because it's awkward. She needed a safe person to go, somebody with empathy. And who could empathize but her? Where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. Like, like she could welcome her with the welcome she had with Christ. And this is how the Christian life works, isn't it? You know, the scriptures talk about when we go through difficulties and God brings us comfort in those really difficult situations. It's not for us, it's for others. Look, look at what it says here in 2 Corinthians. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy, the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. So we go through these struggles and somehow God draws us unto himself and we get this peace of God that passes understanding and he's like, you know what? It's not just for you. God never wastes a hurt, does he? Right? Divorce, cancer, job loss, loneliness, depression, anxiety, death of a loved one, parenting struggles. I've told you before, my mom was a pancreatic cancer survivor. And people would hear about pancreatic cancer and they'd be like, you need to call Florence, right? Because maybe there's hope for you like there was for Florence. And my mom would get connected with people she didn't even know who came down with pancreatic cancer because she could say, yeah, I, I went through that. Like, it never waste a hurt. She was the right, she was the Elizabeth for the Marys with pancreatic cancer. And you are too. Like, God wants us to accept one another as we've been accepted in Christ to be these kind of safe people. And what does it take to be them? I think it takes the Holy Spirit. Jeannie prayed for the Holy Spirit and talked about the Holy Spirit earlier. So when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit, right? So it's so cool. What a cool moment that, like, Mary's voice, John the Baptist jumping, right? Like a spirit-filled zygote. Yeah, is that, I mean, you think about that, right? Spirit-filled. And... and we, to be safe people, when I try on my own, I fail. But when I say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, please, um, I need you to be safe. Make me a safe person. Help, help use the stuff of my life. And you pray, Lord, use the difficulties and the struggles of my life where I have found comfort in you for others, for your kingdom's sake. 
for the Me Too moments, to welcome others as I've been welcomed. So she's filled with the Spirit. She cries out with a loud voice. Most blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me? You know, I always, I always get this picture. She's like, she's close, right? It's like, Betty, you are such a blessing to so many people. I watch God's action in your life. You know, like, she, when do you guys raise your voice? I mean, do you, when do you bless loudly, like, you raise your voice at like sporting events, you know? Gretchen had a woo-hoo for Ginny, I heard it. Um, yeah, and Nero too. Yeah, um, maybe concerts and stuff. And when you're angry, do you ever bless somebody loudly? <laughs> yeah, you, you know, like, like blessing, sometimes for some reason the Holy Spirit led her. Like, I want this to get through to you. And if it's going to be loud, it's going to be memorable. Because I mean, maybe you've had God experiences where you've doubted or you've wondered and you've questioned. I mean, come on. Mary's like, God, I'm going to have your baby. Now I'm pregnant with your baby. A lot to ponder there. And she meets Elizabeth. And what does Elizabeth go? Most blessed are you among women. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. How does this happen to me that the mother of my Lord, who told her that? She's like, yep, everything you experienced, God has done for you, and I'm affirming that. Is that not beautiful? Do you have people in your life that believed in you? One pastor said to me years ago, years and years ago, well before I was in the ministry, Doug, God has a call on your life, and I pray that when he brings it about, he'll do it in such a way you'll never doubt it. Right? It's like, what? Right? Like he was affirming this. And, and, and I believe to be people who welcome people, we are people who look at one another and we affirm the work of God in their lives. Like we speak those truths. You know, this, the Bible's full of this kind of stuff. You know, Nero, he who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. Right? You're like, What? I feel like a failure. I feel like I'm tripping. I feel like I'm falling all the time. And, and this brother comes along and goes, you know, God, he's at work in you. I see that. And don't you worry. He's going to bring that to completion, right? And in Hebrews, they speak this really harsh word. And then he goes, oh, but we believe in even better things in your case. So I know that's a harsh word, but for you, let me just affirm you, there's better things, right? And then Timothy, you know, Paul's prodigy, right? How from infancy, right? Timothy, remember this, from infancy. You know what the word in Greek for infancy means? Infancy. How from infancy you have known the holy scriptures to make you wise unto salvation. He's like, take heart. You've got the scriptures. You've got the word of God living with you in you. Like, how, how do we speak these words over the... What if, this, what if you go, man, you go to that church, people get to know you, and they speak good things over you. Wow. You know, what, like, what would that be? And have you ever thought of envisioning what this person is going to look like in their glorified body? 
right? C.S. Lewis talks about if we could actually see each other in our glorified states, we'd be tempted to worship because, you know, we'd be so different. But, but, these, but have you ever thought, envision somebody in the resurrected state, right, the new body state, and compliment, bless, talk about, encourage the attributes that you see in them now that will go on to heaven. I think that's all part of the welcome. I, I thought about that with Billy. You know, Billy, our drummer, he, on Sunday, he, um, he started karaoke drumming, right? Which, it, he's just cool. So he thinks this up. You know, karaoke singing, right? Well, drummers sign up and they play along with a song. And he has uh, yearly the karaoke drumming Christmas concert. And when I think about Billy, he's gathering these Cleveland drummers Good ones, not so good, you know, like, and he's building this community of drummers where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came, you want to go, right? And it's like a little taste of heaven. I remember I said to him, Billy, it is so cool what you're doing, like building this community of drummers. It's like a taste of heaven. And Billy's there sharing the gospel and being himself, right? And it's just this beautiful community that Billy is building just with his karaoke drum stuff, a little taste of heaven. And I thought about this. Sometimes people use compliments to manipulate, right? They, 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 and, and you remember in the scriptures, they come up to Jesus. Jesus, you are not influenced by what other people think. You, are, you know, like they're just going to build them up and then sneak something in. Um, but our words of blessing should help connect people to Jesus more. When I'm like Nero, Jesus who began a good work in you is faithful to complete it, he'd be like, oh, I appreciate that. You know, it feels good to hear it from Pastor Doug. But, but now I'm thinking about you, Lord. You mean you live in me? The same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in me, right? Do you see that? Where everybody knows your name. Like this is the stuff that... The church, a vision for the church where we are safe people who speak these words of blessing over one another. For at that moment when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leaped for joy. And she said, blessed are you who believe that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Is that not beautiful? She's like, you know what, Mary... This never happened to anybody before. This is a strange thing. You're pregnant by God, and you are blessed to hold on to that. Someone goes through like a really excruciatingly difficult, hard time, and they're like, I still believe God is good. And they're holding on. You say, you know, blessed are you that you are holding on to Jesus, holding on to your faith in the midst of that circumstance. Right? Like we speak these wonderful blessings over each other. That's what safe people do. We welcome one another with the welcome that we have with Jesus. And I believe that the more we think about that welcome that we have from God, right, the more we become those safe people who welcome other people in. So this is a picture of a younger Doug and Gretchen. When we were just, my dad and son had dropped us off in Pittsburgh, uh, McKeesport, and we just started riding to Washington, D.C. 
And so we rode our bikes the first day to a campground, no shower. The next day stayed at this campground that had the push button shower. Did you ever shower in one of those? Get about 30 seconds of water. You know, know, it's like, yeah, it's a push button shower, kind of like those sinks. Yeah. And and it was a federal campground. The water must be precious there. And... um, and the next day we rode, it was, it was one of these sweltering hot times, so hot. The trail dust was like all over us. And um, I, I looked and I found this place where we could stay for the night that was inside. Had these big jacuzzi bathtubs in the bathroom. Gretchen was extra sore. And, um, and we get to this mansion that's a bed and breakfast. And we are like dirty we are smelly, and the guy meets us at the door. Would you like a drink? Have a seat on the couch. Relax. And you know what we're feeling? Unclean. <laughs> Unclean. No, you don't, you look at me. I'm sweaty and stinky. And Do you have some laundry? I'd be glad to do it. Like He's welcoming us in to his beautiful mansion to, to sit. He didn't care that we were dirty or stinky. We were like, oh, we don't get near us. And, and isn't that the welcome of God? Isn't that a picture of the welcome of God? The prodigal son comes home and he's not, take a bath, take a shower, get cleaned up, then maybe you can get close to me. He's like, come, okay, let's put some shoes on his feet. Take my robe and cover my son who smells like pig, right? Like, like my son who was dead is now alive. Like this beautiful joy, this beautiful welcome that happens to us. And don't think it was a one-time shot because we will not fully be holy until our bodies drop off and we have new bodies in heaven with him. And so even today, pray with me, Jesus, we come to you not in our own righteousness, but kneeling in our hearts and in our minds. And we would ask that we could appreciate and taste of your welcome afresh and anew, and that that would then move us to lovingly welcome others. Jesus, we ask this in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information about Community of Hope, go to www.cohchurch.com. God bless you today.